Hello and welcome to the Body Resilient Mom podcast. I'm your host, Louise Hurley, and I am here to elevate your body image one conversation at a time. Most of us have grown up believing that a thinner, smoother, tighter body and face is better. And if we have these things, then we have succeeded and we'll live happily ever after. When we've been surrounded by this message all of our lives, in some form or other, we tend not to question it. It's just the way of the world. But have you ever stopped to wonder whether these standards that we've been holding ourselves to are even possible to achieve? And if we do try to match these standards, like losing weight or trying to remain wrinkle and dimple free, is it actually healthy? As mums, we feel under so much pressure to succeed in all areas of life, including trying not to look like we've grown and birthed a tiny human. This podcast will encourage you to challenge your long-term beliefs about what your body should look like and help you to move from a place of conflict with your body to a place of peace and acceptance. This episode has a large focus on anorexia and the medical interventions that arose from that eating disorder. If you think that this may trigger unwanted emotions and memories for you, please feel free to skip this one. In this very first episode, I chat to Lisa. Lisa is one of the very first mums who joined my outdoor fitness group, Strong Mums, about five and a half years ago. She also happens to be one of my closest friends. I wanted to break the podcast ice with Lisa because one, doing something for the first time with a friend makes it far less scary. And two, she has a different perspective to myself when it comes to raising two girls and trying to teach them how to have a positive body image because of her history of eating disorder. You said you were nervous, which is completely understandable. But do you want to know why I'm nervous? Because oh I didn't know whether to put on my posh podcast voice. <laughs> do I put on so my posh podcast voice? Or do I talk like I normally talk to you? Show me like, posh oh. Just to warm up, what is the word that you would use to sum up your week so far? Productive. Productive. I like Finally. it. Finally. For me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally done something for myself. Hooray. Yeah. Well, that leads nicely on to what are you proud of this week? It could be something you've done, the girls, you know, what What are you proud of? I uh, finally booked myself into a physio after. Hooray! <laughs> I say nine months, <laughs> but you'll say it's like it's two years. years. It's years. Of, um, Good job. Oh, lower back pain. And yeah, Great. I finally made an appointment and I went. Nice work. Yes. Going into the weekend, we've got the week ahead of us. What's your one intention that you're going to take into the week? It could be health related. It could be social it could be emotional um to drink more water get more sleep (laughs) oh that's not gonna happen oh the sleeping um to go to my follow-up appointment like to as you go (laughs) and to listen to my body not my head and let myself stop if i need to oh i love it yeah because i don't i just do it and deal with it later but so it's okay to stop Sometimes. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's several reasons why I wanted you, Lise, as my first mm-hmm. podcast guest. You're hyper aware about body image and yeah. the body image dysmorphia that yeah. you you have experienced in the past and yeah. how it affects 
young girls particularly and your mum of two girls yeah and being age nine is kind of that age where they start thinking about their body and it's mental and, you know, what the, yeah mental. and what their body looks yeah. like and then obviously your youngest Havana she's at, at some point going to be nine and yeah. so I think this all ties in really beautifully and yeah. you've just got a different perspective and yeah. if you're happy to share your story it will all yeah. tie in beautifully and yeah. I can't wait to hear <laughs> where you are now and what the future holds for your way of thinking about your health yeah. your body and the girls health and bodies I'm now a single mom of two so I've got Marley's nine and Hav's six nearly seven um, and uh, we recently just built our own place here and I finally found my feet again after about three years um, it's been nice but it's it's hard it's mental that I didn't realize how different things were out there like how much pressure there is out there now what have you noticed about where that pressure's coming from with the kids yeah yeah um, where, where are they getting it from because you're obviously very careful in what you say because yeah of your I try to be story. Yeah, yeah yeah so therefore where do you see that pressure coming from um a lot social media if I could switch off YouTube I would you know mm-hmm. like if I could I try and limit it but I just I can't mm-hmm. so YouTube is so they're not on Facebook no they have like a messenger kids but they don't have their own um it's YouTube it's YouTube and it's so easily accessible and Mm -hmm. I can stop a website but another one it just pops up there's another one and it's it's, yeah um and it's so uh, image driven and it's so um filtered and it's it's all these like young people who are YouTubers who are successful but they're successful for being beautiful or mm. um, it, it's not a it's it's hard so I've got now my nine-year-old comparing themselves to those people against those standards mm-hmm. and she's constantly comparing herself to other kids at dance and at mm. school she said my mum my legs are fat like they're not as thin as as another girl's or mm-hmm. um, I just I you know I wish I was I wish I was littler and I'm She's nine. Oh, it breaks your heart. Yeah. She will say, um, I better not have it rather than I don't want it. It's mm-hmm. I better not have it or I don't need it. And I'm, I don't care if she doesn't want an ice cream, but don't tell me you don't need it. Mm-hmm. They just say mm-hmm. that I'm not hungry. Yeah. Um, I don't want the ice cream. But yeah, but I don't need it or I shouldn't. Shouldn't, yeah. I shouldn't. That's a big one, yeah. isn't it? I shouldn't. Why shouldn't you? Like, you know, it's not out of date. It's fine. She's like, oh, I just shouldn't, mum. Mm. Yeah, and so it's... you are very aware of all these little things, like yeah. all the language that she's using mm-hmm. because your backstory is an eating disorder when you were, remind me how uh, We started when I was 15 mm-hmm. till I was 25 was the thick of it. Um, again, I think, I, I don't know whether it, it goes away. I think I've, I've got such a different perspective on it now, but... Sometimes it's still it's still there. You know, mm. It's my coping mechanism. Sometimes you know, mm-hmm. I wish it wasn't, but it is. And I'm trying so hard not to let them see my mm-hmm. insecurities or my way of dealing with things or my body issues. I struggle with either being too um, aware, like so. I wonder, worry, am I seeing something that's not there, mm. and that's just normal? Too too just letting it go and play out like I don't know whether I don't 
I don't want to put it on them and give them worries that they don't have, but I'm I'm seeing it. I think if I stand back, I see it. Mm. You have a nine-year-old say she doesn't like herself. It's Oh, it breaks your heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me more about, so going back, kind of thinking back to age 15, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> think about the way that you maybe used to think about yourself and... Oh, I've had about 10 psychologists trying to crack me. <laughs> um, I was always that kind of yes kid who was pretty, you know, kind of... Um, I was kind of close to mum and dad, like I was always a high achiever, I was always push myself to do better. Mm. Um, I never kind of rocked the boat mm. and I don't know, around sort of 15, 16, I was dancing, I kind of started dancing at five and I was still dancing at 15 and I just, I don't know what triggered anything, I just remember needing to do a whole lot more Mm. pushing yourself to be better like whether that was study dance anything and Mm -hmm. that was my um i think eating was a way of controlling my my thing Mm. you know like i don't at that age as well you're not quite an adult but you're not a child anymore so you're trying to find those things that you can yeah yeah so that was my way exercise and eating Mm. were my thing you know um and yeah and I was never going to be someone who it got out of control I was never going to be someone who had an eating disorder that happened to other people mm-hmm. um and then suddenly you find yourself in the middle of it you know mm. like it's um did you find that there were small behaviors sorry if I'm putting words into your mouth did you feel that there were small behaviors no. that crept in like you'd yeah it wasn't like you wake up one morning and go, I don't know, disorder. <laughs> um, it would be like a behaviour, but that's fine because I did, there'd yeah. be a reason for it and yeah. then there'd be something else on yeah. top of that. But that's okay because it's... I found when I example. lost weight, I, I guess I always consider myself a bit overweight. I, I never was, looking back now. Um, but I got moved up into grades in ballet, like I was that little bit thinner. You got praised for being mm, yeah. that thinner you're like because we used to have pinch tests when they when i went through oh they would like like you'd have to I'm yeah. not in the dance world <laughs> hope to god have that to, does not happen no they would and oh. then they'd be like you need to go and see the dietitian or someone oh and see pinch tests and then i got into the popular crowd at school as well mm. like and that was more i was like oh okay this is kind of nice so i was like a popular crowd dance and then that just kept kind of building building till suddenly you didn't it wasn't about the eating anymore. It was just, it, it, it was more about because you were deciding what you wanted to do and that was it. Like it's, mm-hmm. no one else could tell you what else to do, but you were getting all this praise because you were going so well. Mm. Um, till then suddenly people were worried about you and you're like, hang on a minute. Like, <laughs> but why? Why? Yeah, you, yeah, why? you were building me up before I was yeah. fine. And I based so much on this other perception of myself you know like it was felt good about myself for a while till you suddenly didn't did you feel that there was any fear around like reversing these behaviors like if I let go of um what I was doing like if I'd cut something out that day before there was no way I was putting it back in because you dealt with it you didn't have it anymore so you're like Mm. oh I can exist on this now you know so that's all that I need to do that way and then um you started to 
adopt these behaviors of either compulsive behaviors um, where you had to do things. I just remember my dad, it's like it's that demon in your head. Um, that demon in your head is saying you can't have something or you can't. It was just this rule, I can't, I, I can't, I wouldn't, couldn't finish anything. I wasn't allowed to, um, I had to do a certain amount of exercise a day or something bad would happen. You had all these kind of irrational yeah. fears and consequences mm -hmm. if you didn't act out a certain behavior. Mm -hmm. So I started to do um, obsessive compulsive type behaviors mm -hmm. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. So common. Yeah. Eating disorders. Yeah. yeah. Because if you didn't do them, there was a consequences, which would be so unrelated. Mm -hmm. So I'd be like, if unless I did a hundred sit-ups, something was going to happen to my brother. Like it was, it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense, but it, it was. And then yeah. that ties back into the eating disorder. Yeah. And you've got, you've got to exercise. Yep. Or something yeah. else would happen. Like mm -hmm. it was, yeah. And if you didn't exercise and it was like, you're fat, you're lazy, like have a look at you. And I could look at myself within half an hour and have a total different perception of myself. Like I could have a, I'm okay today. And then the next minute would be yuck. Like look at you. It's, and, and you'd see it. It wasn't like, yeah. So it was, it, and you knew in realistically it was half an hour. There's no difference, but it did. You know, you know now. I don't know. <laughs> I was stupid. Um, but then, no, mm. it was like, ugh, yuck, you know. Yeah, it was constantly. And then how, if you don't mind sharing, then where did that lead? Kind of what, what happened? You um, 15 to... So that went on kind of through 15 to 18. I got to mm. 18 at school. I, I didn't finish year 12 because um, I got admitted to hospital. Mm -hmm. um, with so anorexia. with anorexia, yeah, um, I got put in a clinic in Chatswood. Um, I think I went in there at forty-two kilos, mm -hmm. um, and I'm like one hundred and fifty-seven centimeters. So I went in at forty-two kilos, um, and I got down to twenty-eight in a hospital. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So the hospital wasn't the no. You were here to, I mean, you were there. It was just to be yeah, looked yeah, after. Yeah. But that wasn't the point of this is where it all turns around. That, no. was, that sounds like it was almost the the start of the worst part of your journey. That was, yeah. Like that was where part. you you met so many other girls and, and women. Mm. Although I say there was one boy in the whole time mm. I was there who was actually in there. Yeah. That there was so many people. It kind of. You were kind of amongst friends and like everyone understood what yeah. was going on. But it wasn't a, the first place I went to wasn't a medical facility. It mm -hmm. was just a healthcare unit. So mm -hmm. then they weren't equipped to deal medically with stuff. And so when I got yeah, down right. to about into the 30s, I had got admitted to different hospitals. Yeah. 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 So because I had cardiac problems, I had kidney problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then at what point... Did it start to turn around? Like I imagine that was very slow as well. Like we're talking. I um, yes. I was in the Sand Hospital in Sydney, and I went into cardiac arrest. I st my heart stopped, and um, it upsets me to hear oh, this. Don't I know it's it's I it's, <laughs> I, it's so it's so long ago. Mm. But it's not like it's yeah. um, I like and I probably don't remember lifetime. half of it. I don't think my mm. parents will go. Do you remember oh, when you my did goodness. this? Your parents and will I don't, have 
a completely oh, Dad, different yeah, perception and take. Yeah, I was horrible. Um, my heart stopped and I remember when I came to, I just remember thinking, what am I doing? Like, what what, mm. what am I doing? Um, that was when I was about 28 kilos, still smoking on a drip outside when I could at the hospital. It was disgusting. That's just oh, wow. horrible. Oh, yeah. Goodness. That's um, to keep weight off. Like, mm-hmm. to um, right. okay. tube in, high V, cigarette. Um, and something just flipped. I... I needed to turn it around like it wasn't easy but that was the start of my decision Mm -hmm. to yeah um and I had a little nurse that was with me she was a little Malaysian nurse and she was awesome and she (laughs) was with me every day at the sand and she would bring me little meals of her own and and then when I got back to the main clinic I first started at there Mm -hmm. was two nurses who were gym instructors and they were like right if you start gaining we'll start training you if you keep making, you know, your weight mm-hmm. gains. So you started to realise that it wasn't just weight gain for fat, like because everything was fat. Um, you are putting on muscle, so mm-hmm. you could kind of go, well, I'm heavier because of muscle, not because yep. of fat. Like, yeah, so it, yeah. Yeah, so you started to shift your body image mm-hmm. a bit. Like it was like, oh, I've got muscle. Yep. Starting, yeah, starting, yeah, the start of understanding that weight isn't a direct correlation to your health. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Until you're like 20-something kilos, obviously, yeah. it's directly <laughs> affecting your health. Yeah. From the age of, what What was this? This is taking you into your early 20s, was it? Yep, I was... Um, and then got to leave hospital. I stayed there a year and yeah. I... Wow. Yeah, so they told mum and dad six weeks. Oh, um, that's amazing. If she doesn't find it and I just fought the whole way. Yeah. I would be doing laps in the bathroom. Like I would be any, anything, mm. run the stairs. Yeah. Um, Can I ask, was that to burn calories? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't change it because it's made me me, but Mm -hmm. I would change how it affected the people around me. That's the only thing I would, yeah. Yeah, I totally appreciate that. Yeah, but I don't ever want anyone to go through it, so that's Mm -hmm. why I watch the girls, Mm -hmm. you know. And also when we talk about regrets as well, I feel like having a regret is very much wasted energy because it may not have been pleasant but it's no like it's made you it's made me yeah i think i I guess in some way yes you can regret how it made your family feel and the effect it had on them but yeah i think it's definitely made me a stronger person and it's made me decide things for me Mm -hmm. um whereas i don't think i did before i was always just Mm -hmm. kind of go with the the flow but um i took it took me till about 25 i was kind of at uni job and I was just out with other people. You just, mm. it was like life's for living, you know. It was, it was. You kind of slowly let go of a whole lot of stuff, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's gone. I don't think it'll ever go. But it's I definitely. Interesting you say that because I feel like there's a lot of women, myself included, hundred percent. I'm not immune to it. Yeah. There's a lot of women who haven't had eating disorders, yeah. but can feel under pressure to try and look a certain way and sometimes mm-hmm. you can block it out mm-hmm. and you can feel absolutely amazing about yep. your body and other times you'll see something say on social media or yep. um, someone will make I a comment do. and you can easily so slip back into those if someone says to me oh you look well thoughts. it's like what does I that look mean fat. like what does well mean i don't know that I look what fat. You, that's what you, that's yeah. how you take it yeah. you look well yeah you look well it's like 
oh, must be fat. Like you start, yeah. That, but that was my, oh, you look well. So dad would be like, for God's sake, no one say she looks well. <laughs> She's doing, like there was so many things not to say, but that was, you look fat, mm. you know. That's um, how you perceived yeah. it. Yeah. So not eating today, like it was, yeah, you know, because that was what mm. I could control. I could stop that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's well. things that obviously people would say, would say which would be taken massively <laughs> out of context by you. But then there's the things that are very much like within context. So you've got like mm-hmm. booty firming creams and I don't know if that was a thing back then. I'm just thinking like off the top of my head. I used to wrap myself in cellar wrap. But then like, you, pick, it. Like, you picked yeah. that up from somewhere yeah, that from... it was a thing. Oh. How uncomfortable was that? Was that really sweaty? It was horrible. <laughs> I just don't think about it. Like a little sausage roll. Yeah. Got to say. Where did it come from? I, I, know, I grew up with four brothers, but my, and my mom was beautiful. My mom, but she was always, uh, she was never happy with her weight. Like she mm. was never... I was just thinking the other night, like we, she wouldn't go swimming. Like she would never get in the pool. Oh, we had a pool so at home, sad. and she wouldn't get in the swimmers at home. Mm. She you didn't remember that. Yep, mm. she wouldn't get in the swimmers or come to the beach because she didn't want to be seen in swimmers. Yep, yep, and she would wear these god awful tights, like elastic pants that go from your thigh to your tummy, like mm. those stepping. Like she called them. Yeah. Um. I can't think what she called. My tummy suckers or something mm-hmm. she's called. Um, always, under everything, right? And she would be at Weight Watchers and mm-hmm. that would really change how mm-hmm. she was, like her mood um, yeah. is was how she was going at Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm going to put of... my uh, mum say PT <laughs> hat on and just say that wearing those suck it in tummy pants, like mm-hmm. tummy control pants all the time, so bad for your pelvic floor is it well if if you think like that pressure is pushing inwards where's that pressure gonna go down Down. oh yeah your pelvic floor well Well, yeah you might not be able to breathe properly (laughs) but also like it's gonna go down yeah (gasps) ah so that constant pressure from the inside pushing down on pelvic floor because there's pressure from the outside pushing your tummy in um but she would always come home she used to go to weight watchers every week and so, like, the day before Weight Watchers would be, she would not mm. eat anything and um, mm. or be very conscious of how much she could eat. Yeah. Um, and then she would go and weigh in. And if she came home and was all happy, like, it was like, oh, she could have a glass of wine and she could have, like, a dinner and she would mark it off in a little book that she'd lost, like, she'd lost weight. But if she came home and she'd gained weight, it was, it was, horrible like she was so hard on herself and it was like mm. you'd it affect her mood that night she'd be mm. okay the next day but she would definitely shift yeah but you remember all of this as a child yep yeah yeah and um, it was I'm not in any way at all saying that this is the cause of an eating disorder i'm just saying no like, that's isn't it just amazing how... how you can remember that now yeah yeah oh it is she kept it in a little folder up yeah. above the kitchen and would write it all down yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that was her her thing until she would just go through these cycles and cycles of weight watchers like it was and that it really did affect how she felt about herself you know 
so much yeah. so that you haven't got those memories. She hasn't got those memories of being in the pool, having fun with no. you guys. No. Yeah. No, do you think it both. affected your brothers? Like, would do you think they'd remember uh, the same stuff that you remember about your mum? White watchers no. and the way that she felt about herself. Oh, they went to boarding school, so they're probably um, <laughs> um No, I don't think so. I mean, with me, they would just say, "Oh, just eat a Big Mac." Like Lisa, hurry up and just eat a Big Mac, and I'd be like, Ugh. "Like that was going to fix it, mm-hmm. you know?" Or what's wrong with her? You mm-hmm. know, like, just hurry up and eat. Like they never. I don't think they got it until it became a medical thing. Then mm-hmm. they were worried medically, but they yeah. just couldn't understand why you couldn't mm-hmm. just. Just eat. Like, well, what's wrong with you? But they mom? would tease me and say, you're fat or you're chubby or... Oh, brother. As brothers do, yeah. Like, it's not count my spare tires on my... No. At all. Yeah. It massively feeds into it. Yeah. I'm hoping that mums and dads now would will be able to bring up their sons to know that yeah. we don't body yeah. shame. Mm. Not saying... That's not a reflection on your Mm-mm. parents' parenting. It's very much a generational thing. And I think back then, it's something that my brother probably would have said as well. And yeah. it's not a reflection on parenting. No. It's just, it was just accepted that you yeah. could say that. Or dad would say, do you really need that? You know, it was always like yeah. a... And now mm-hmm. we call it body shaming. Yeah. Didn't have a label back then, probably. No. So it wouldn't be a thing. No. And you could... Oh, God. Really need that. Say that. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't do it now. No. No. But dad, dad, my parents would say, "Is there anything that we said that you think caused what happened?" And I make it. No, I don't think so. Like every psychologist, like, was it your parents? I'm like, no, it wasn't directly. But I think now you start to look back at things as a mum. The thing is, there's never one cause. No. A host of things in your environment that built up, mm. plus your predisposition to wanting to be a perfectionist. Yeah. It would have been yeah. so many things. It yeah. would never have been just one. No, one thing. But I think it's the kind of the feeling you get when people are praising you for your appearance in a mm. good way, and it's like not because of the good things you're doing, but it's like on how you looked. Mm. It's like, oh, doesn't Lisa like and, and, and friends and that and family that's like, oh, doesn't she look good? It was like it was this praise on yeah. I looked good. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh like well I'll keep well, doing keep that. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What so I'm your... very careful about what I how I, I think I word things with the kids. I want them to be yeah. strong and healthy and fit. Yeah. Because they're now dancing. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy to do that? I don't know. Um but I think the dance thing has shifted I honestly do in terms of how dance schools are run now. Mm-hmm. It's so different. Yeah. It's so different. There's it's it's there are so many different body types in their classes that it's I love. Yeah. yeah. Who are all like they're amazing acro, they're amazing like jazz, hip hop, mm. dance like and the, are these older girls with very older much and yeah, like, yeah, range of yep. different sized bodies. Yeah, there's so eight girls with big get, boobs and and still dancing your and girls get to see that. Yeah. And they like them for their dancing. Yeah. It's not like, like one of those teachers is a a bigger girl and they bloody love her because she's amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. It's like. dance. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because of who she. No. I love that. See. Whereas I'd be like, how's she a dance teacher? If you, what, when you were back Mm. at dancing? Yeah. Yeah. Just very different 
generation yeah very yeah. very completely yeah. yeah and i absolutely love that now how the girls get brilliant yeah see that different range of bodies yeah. short yep. small fat, yep. thin big boobs small boobs yeah everything and they'll still get like solo parts they'll get like the link whereas you my day no yeah, yeah no you had to be a certain type otherwise Mm. back of the line you know it was that was where we were mm. i was in the chorus you know that <laughs> but i'm hoping that's changed a lot because i have people who go or oh, do you really think it's wise to put them into dance with your background and i'm like yeah i do like i, I like now i do they've got you in their corner i think that's <sighs> awesome so anything that comes up and also like they love dancing, so they love let it. them do what they love. I was but giving them a year to test it, and then if they really <laughs> wanted it, I was making it to you. But if they said they didn't want to go, I was going to have to let it go. Um, but they've got you in their corner, so yeah. you're also keeping an eye, you know, like Tiger Mom, like um, keep it eye I said that, I'm your lion Anything yeah. that's going on, yeah. thinking of, you know, like, oh, I can see that behavior. You know, you, you're there keeping an eye on it. They're mm. probably not even aware of it. So I think so. it's lovely that yeah. you can let them do dance. Not, it's the, not the sport that causes things. It's the people, the environment, it's everything. Not yeah. the environment of dance, but like everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. yeah. YouTube and then soon, oh, when they get older, there'll be social media. God knows what it'll be in a few years' time. It's That's um, the scary bit because yeah. I can't be there Less at control. school. I can't be there at, yeah. Mm. I'm... I can shield them here, but even um, kind of people who are close to them, I've heard like sort of say, oh, well, you know, you need to be toned up if you're a dancer and that's that like, Tell yeah, them, like, like oh, you should you... see them though. They're so amazing. Like, it's got nothing to do with yeah. body now. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I love, incredible. I do that with my kids as well. <laughs> they're not dancers. Um, but we don't but talk swimmers, about how they look. Yeah. Like it's never about. I'm even aware now of people saying like how long Millie's legs are. Like Millie, you've got such long legs, and She's she beautiful. has. She has yeah. got long legs, but I'm also now aware of making it a thing. I'm like, what happens if, like my long if legs, she grows yeah. up and the her proportions change, and then she no longer has long legs? How's she going to feel about she, that? Yeah. Like, does she feel like her body's not good enough anymore? So. I've gotten that farther. I'm like, we're just mm. not even going to mention long legs. I can tell them how amazing they are, what wonderful friends what they, can they do. are. Yep. Yeah, what amazing swimmers they are. Yeah. And all of that yep. without focusing on what her body, body looks like. And Isaac as well, what his body looks like. Yeah. 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 It can be really hard, but that's the focus. It is hard because I still, you know, as you, a mum, you do kind of watch and compare and I'm like, she all right is she you do want to have little happy healthy people and at the same time it's like am i giving them too much sugar am i not giving them it because i because i'm having a bad day and do i cut their stuff out like because because of the no mm. um and i hope i don't do that i think i'm pretty i'm easy <laughs> as a mom <laughs> um but it's it's that balance to now like am i screwing them up because of my things or am I hopefully change, changing it I hope they know a little bit of what I've gone through and that's good and bad because mm -hmm. um so they can either run with it and make it a thing but I think I'm hoping that they realize nothing's off topic to talk about like mm -hmm. and um especially with image or how you feel or your feelings around food or your feelings around um 
fitness and body type. Like I, I want them to know that it's it's up for discussion. Like I don't, mm. I don't want them to sit there and try and handle it themselves because mm. that's what I did. Yeah. yeah, I think I was, I was trying to just deal with it. Me, because mm-hmm. mum was busy, dad was busy, um, and we all get busy, but I just want them to know that I, I'm i there to listen, like whether it's the stupidest thought that's come into their head or they're worried about something. It's not. I said to Moo, I said, I'm probably, you can tell me the stupidest thing you ever think that comes into your head. I said, because chances are, Dylan, I've probably either done it or thought <laughs> it. Like, it's it, it's true. Like, it's, yeah. it's not, um, she goes, really? I went, yeah, like try me, like it's because what have you done? Um, so it's, I think I just honesty, which I, when I grew up, it was very, I don't think I had that closeness with my mum. I love, mm. I love her to death, but I, I of didn't, course. Yeah. I didn't have that closeness. So mm. I think I'm more determined to try and have that with my kids, you know? Yeah, I clashed with mum for ages. You know, but I don't. I don't want that. You know, so mm-hmm. I think we'll always get those moments of clashing, don't we? But you can reflect on because they're mini your, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you can reflect on your parents and what you needed, and you can learn from that and yeah. offer it to your kids. Yeah. And then going back to your history of an eating disorder, you have got that extra layer of. This is what I needed when I was that age, and this is what That's I'm going to offer. So girls. they'll be amazing parents to the <laughs> like, like someone, um, someone said to me once. She feels that the generations are always going to get better. Better, yeah. If you've got that reflection. If you can reflect on what didn't work for you when you was a, when you were a child. Yep. And what you needed, and you offer that to your children. The generations. Yeah, just that's get true. Better. I'd like to think that we are the perfect parents. <laughs> See, you can't get better than Absolutely. that. Go. Absolutely Hit the not. ceiling. Um, <laughs> yes, but I think the outside influences are going to get harder. Yeah. That's what yeah, I think. Because sure. I didn't have YouTube. I didn't have um, filters. I didn't have like <laughs> yes, internet. brick of a Nokia phone that was like your first mo- We didn't have those and you yeah. still, it came in. It was more probably Vogue, um, magazines, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, Clio, Cosmo. Harder to get though. Yeah. You had to leave the house to, to get To go and them. get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is so, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's only going to get more so... Um, no one looks normal anymore. You don't know what normal is anymore. Yeah, you know? I agree. I don't yeah. know what normal is anymore. Like yeah. it's and even videos. So the videos can be edited to make your body look smaller. Yeah. So it used to be only pictures, and yeah. you could tell they were really bad. You videos can do... even tell now. Yeah. So the videos. I didn't know that. And then just like you thought things going to get more scary. You've then got AI. So the images aren't even of a real, real person. person. Yeah, you're like, well, how are we ever going to live up to that? So that's your standard that's, now, is that's, that's what worries robot. me. Right. Yeah, about you know where this is going, and I feel like I'm resilient enough to bounce back from that, as in like in my body image. Like hmm. I know if I don't look like that person, that's fine because that's them or that's. An AI. Because you've gotten and there. Like you, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. yeah. It's taken yeah. years. Like yeah. this is within the past couple of years that this yeah. has turned around for yeah. me. I've gone from being a young teenager through to young adulthood and, and 30s, early Mom 30s. changes you because it's not just about you anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think that's 
the biggest let go that I had is because it's I had to be there for my kids. Mm. So um, yeah, I still wanted to look good and be healthy and and within that certain thing. But it was more about looking after those little babies. You know, mm. it was it still is. I think um, I think as they grow up, you come back to yourself again because like, now I'm getting back to where fitness is for me and and things are for mm-hmm. me um how do you feel that that's different now so you've come back to you obviously you're still there for your girls they your world yeah but you've got some more time to come back to you yeah how is that different from pre-children now so how is your way of thinking about <sighs> where fitness and food and everything fits in is that different now to pre-children yeah, I need to be healthy and strong for them. Like, cause I, I'm not going anywhere for the, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not leaving them. Mm-hmm. So I need to be there for them. I think when I was younger, it was all, I don't know, you fit in with the crowd. You had to be a certain way. It was so body image driven in terms of how you looked. That was how you were judged was on your mm-hmm. appearance. Whereas now it's how much I can do, um, to stay healthy and look what I can do with my body and look mm. what how showing them what I can do. Um, I mean, they watched me at that CrossFit, Harv watched me at CrossFit and was like, oh, can you do that, Mum? Like it was, yeah. <laughs> it kills me next day. Yeah. I can't walk tomorrow. But, but yeah, I can. So she's like, oh, my mum can do that. Yeah, like, and it's so strong. Yeah, that gives me a kick that it's like I am for them what you can do, mm. you know. How awesome is that as well that she said, that's what my mum can do. That's what my mum can do. That's what my mum looks like. Yeah. Nothing about yeah. how you look. Yeah. She's like, that's what my mum can, can do. That's what my mum can do. Yeah. But that's, I think, important for them to see as well because it's not, um, and I try not to take too long to get ready when they're here, when they're not mm-hmm. here, different, um, because I don't want to obsess over um, how I look mm-hmm. or, you know, I'm, I think I'm more conscious that way. Definitely. Yeah. And sometimes I just don't care anymore. Like it's sort of a, I don't own a set of scales anymore. Yeah. I oh, don't. Good. I cannot. Like that's good. no because that's mm. um it's such a mind. Yeah. But yeah. Do you feel that's a spiral for yep. you? Like a yeah. If you start, if I see a number, weighing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Even when I was pregnant, I didn't want to know um what I weighed. Like mm-hmm. at the end, before you went into theatre mm-hmm. or whatever, I was like, oh, I'm happy not to know because otherwise I would focus on the yeah. number. And now it's just what I, um, I go by my clothes. Mm-hmm. I go by, like I am, I just, how I feel. Everyone has their up and down days, mm-hmm. but I know that's just an up and down day. It's not a, mm-hmm. it's not me going, oh, I've lost it, you know, I've lost control. It's just, you have your days, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I'm so much more accepting of me and I I think at 48 I'm doing so much I'm probably fitter than in my early 20s you know yeah in terms of fitness yeah yeah and, and health and actually, yep absolutely health so much yeah so much and that's my drive is to be keep this up as long as I can or some sort of exercise to stay like I am you see a lot of very old 50 year olds and a lot of very young 70 year olds where I work like it's so mm. different on how people look after themselves so I want to be a young 80 year old you know that's my longevity yeah mm. yeah I want to still move and it makes me feel it helps me mentally mm-hmm. you know to move it helps me mentally to stay positive and to stay driven like it really you know does what I wanted to ask at the end 
but you've just completely answered it. <laughs> I was going to ask, so if we're thinking about Stop. your journey from yeah. kind of where you went, what you went through and how you are to now, yeah. like where would you say you are now? And you have just summed that <laughs> up so beautifully and I love it. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Like I'm happy with, I have beautiful friends. I have the most amazing family. Um, I'm finally in a place where with myself and my girls, we're secure, we're like, I'm starting to plan things now for the future and I'm, I'm happy with me, you know. I think you let go of things that used to mean so much and were so superficial, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't count now. Like it just doesn't Different perspective. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to harness that for my children I want to get the perspective that I have now on my body give it to them now, now. and I want them to take that throughout mm. life I don't, I don't want them to go through all the shit no the hard stuff which they will but I don't want them to that I don't want you don't want to see do them get body image disappointed and, yeah, and, in, and in themselves and their body insecure and no yeah yeah no I watched Marley with a group at dance the other night and she was just laughing and happy and running around like it was so beautiful to watch and like oh, cry mm-hmm. but she it's just was so nice to see inclusive mm-hmm. rather than um criticism mm-hmm. i think i grew up with criticism and and technique driven and mm-hmm. and what you weren't mm-hmm. rather than what you can be or what you can do yeah. it was what you were she not didn't have doing. any of that self-consciousness just no. free it's just i'm so and, shit you know oh, yeah that's amazing yeah. being having like being able to be so free and watching her. So nice. Just yeah. thinking about Yeah, that. I hope it stays like that. But. Thank you so That's much for right. talking. Oh, I feel like I know you even better now. <laughs> if you or someone you know would like help and support with eating disorders, please take a look at the links to various organisations and services in the show notes. Many thanks to my guest, Lisa, for being so honest in sharing her story. You don't have to have an eating disorder to relate to some of the topics we covered in today's conversation. If there's one thing I want you to take away from this episode, it's that our behaviour as parents around dieting and our bodies has a big impact on the way that our children feel about their own bodies. Now, as mums, we don't need to feel any more mum guilt. We have enough of that already. So that's not my intention here. There's usually not one single cause to someone experiencing a negative body image. It's a multitude of layers in their environment, which are often things we as parents can't control. I'm thinking social media, for example. But if the one thing we can control is the example that we set to our children in terms of how we think and behave towards our bodies, then we need to get it right. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, make sure you hit follow wherever you listen to your podcasts, rate and review so that more mums can start to challenge societal norms when it comes to what their body should look like. For further information on what I've covered in this episode or to connect with me in person, head to the link in the show notes. You'll also find the link to enroll in my online course, The Body Resilient Mum Project. Until next time, bye for now.